0: Thank
1: you all for coming. This is a. Uh, uh, becoming more popular. It's on a new CD by a green. And it's called. We don't We don't take it We
2: Okay, I'm just tell to like, one, tell a couple of quick stories and then one last song, one last song a rousing ending. Mm-hmm. A rousing ending. I was looking at stories of Moshe Leva Sasa. Moshe Leva Sasa reminds me very, very much of her song. And there are all these stories about him, actually we told uh, at least one of the one last night but he was a tremendous of Israel love for every Jew would do anything and he once said he said I don't want to go to heaven they don't need me here I want to go to the place where they need me and that was heard quoting the same kind of idea many many times many many times so there's a story, and this is what I said before, sometimes you hear a story, but unless something in your own life can relate to it, you think it's like way out of the world for So first I'll tell you the Pacific story and then I'll tell you a, a, a close reality. So there's a story of uh, a group of musicians, they were hired to play a, a wedding and they're traveling in the carriage and the horses go wild and they just start taking them up in the other direction and they, you know, they can't control the horses and it, the horses are racing, racing the opposite direction and it goes on for a long time and they finally come and the horses stop and they look out and they see a whole procession of people and it looked at them like a funeral. And so they're thinking, like, what is going on here? We're supposed to be at a wedding, and we're at a funeral. So they get out, and they ask, whose funeral is this? And they say, didn't you hear? That Moshe married with has passed away. So one of the musicians said, now I understand. Now I understand. He turned to the other musicians, he says, one time, I played a wedding. And I didn't really know whose wedding I was playing at. And Moshe David Sasa came, and he was dancing like crazy. So I asked the people, like, is he one of the relatives? He so, said, no, no, these are orphans that most related to the sasa raised all the money that they could get married. And so he's dancing like crazy because he's just so happy to be part of this mitzvah. So at the wedding they're playing and the, uh, the Rebbe comes up to them he says, what song did you just play? And they said, oh, it's, it's a song we just, we just made up. And he said, I really like when you play it again. So they play it again and he's dancing and dancing. Afterwards he comes up to them and he says, I like this nigga so much, I want to play it at my funeral. So the musician says, I don't know what the horses knew but obviously they took us here because he wants us to play the finagin and they played the finagin at his funeral that's the story so again it sounds like way out so four or five years ago, I can't remember it was the first day of Chol Moed I believe first day of Chol Moed and the story goes like this the, the person who used to blow the shofar at our Moshav who was a trumpet player and I mean this is what we all heard of later but he was in his sukkah and he was, he was talking about his funeral and he was saying, at my funeral I want a Dixie band. I want everyone to be happy and I, I want it to be like a Dixie band. And the few people were there and apparently he, he repeated this idea a number of times and you, know, you don't think too much of these things. The next day he went out running, he used to run every day. He came back from his run, he was like right by his house. He had a heart attack and he passed away on the spot. And so at the funeral, so his wife said, obvious now that he had some, some feeling. He said that if that's what my husband said, then that's what we got to do. And, and people brought instruments and, and played music at his funeral. So if I wouldn't have known the story and you hear the story of the Sasa, again you say, did it really happen like that? It, is it possible? So after this story, yeah, probably exactly how it happened. Tell <laughs> exactly how it happened. And so look, there are all these stories about Mosheleb Sasa, and probably everyone has heard this in different ways a thousand times. This story, but it's, it's told about about this rabbi Mosheleb the at one time uh, it was called Nidre and the whole congregation waiting for the Rebbe to come
0: 5 minutes
2: 10 minutes 20 minutes and a half an hour no one knows what's happening the Rebbe's not there they're not going to start without him and finally he comes in like an hour later and he doesn't say anything he just goes out and he starts to hold the So later somebody asked ask Rebbe, what happened? He said, I was on my way to Shul and I hear a baby crying. And I walk by, assuming that the Emma the Abba is going to pick up the baby. But then I realized, everyone must be in Shul and they love a the sleeping baby. So he goes. He knocks on the door. There's no answer. So he goes in, and he's holding his baby until the baby stops crying and falls back to sleep. He puts him back in the bed, and then he comes to show This reminds me of another story, of the, the famous story the Alter Rebbe, that the son of the Alter Rebbe, the Mittler Rebbe, was his mind was somewhere above this world and he was known for saying Torah non-stop for six, seven, eight, nine hours hours called a Mayan just like a flowing stream and he just talked it out just, just came just came through him so one time the Midler Rebbe was learning on the ground floor of the house they were in, and the Altar Rebbe is up in the attic. And the Midler Rebbe had a little baby, his wife was out somewhere, and the baby starts crying. And the Midler Rebbe is like somewhere in heat bona nudes in the seventh heaven, and he doesn't, even though the baby's in the next room, he doesn't, doesn't hear him. The altar of the up in the attic hears the baby. So he comes down and he picks up the baby and stops crying and he puts him down and he he came to his son and he said, Didn't you hear your baby crying? He said, No, I was like meditating. And he said to him, Meditate all you want when your baby's crying the better you are. so I, I read a book from Ili Wiesel uh, and one of the portraits in the book was about Mosheleva Sase and at a certain point I've been telling story after story the story about this tremendous Ahavah from Yisrael Ili Wiesel said but I'm bothered I'm bothered like, like I've been saying is it possible that someone could be like on such a level all the time just so loving and optimistic and giving and, and so he said that his his belief in all these stories was restored when he heard a few other stories and he said completed the picture of who Moshe Leib Sassab was one time his late, Moshe Leib Sassab's son walked by his father while he was dominating and he had a talis over his head and he was like talking to Hashem and all he heard him say was can't you hear us? don't you hear us, we're davening, we're davening, we're davening, can't you hear us, don't you know we're at the end? So that was one story, and the Rabbi Nasser the Brasso said, The whole world is a very narrow bridge, but the main thing is not to be afraid, and Moshe Leva Sasson said the whole world is like a razor blade. And we're trying to walk on the razor blade and not fall off. And then one last very awesome story because it has to do with this Parsha also. In, th- in this week's Parsha that's coming up Avraham Avinu pleads for the the people of Saddam. And this is really the first we'll call it prayer in the Torah. We don't see before this that anyone pleaded for anyone else before Avraham Avinu. And for those who there at my drusha today, the whole drusha was Maaseh avod that the deeds of the fathers is a sign to the children. So it's incredibly significant that the first prayer in the Torah is Avinu, and who is Avinu praying for? Someone else, for the world, for Saddam and that as Rabbi Shlomo would say, that, that got into our bones. I is still praying for the world. Even for Sodom. Even for Sodom. But when Avram is praying, we also see something for the first time. Avram, in a sense, challenges God. And he says, can, can the God of righteousness not do righteously, I, God, I can't believe that. And then it begins to bargain. And so this is when I read this story. I, one time, a, a woman who you should never know, you should never know, lost seven children lost seven children. And she was so broken. So she comes and she's talking to the Reson. And the Reson is saying, "You know we have to accept this, and we don't understand, but somehow there's, there's a reason, and I mean, I mean you know, good things to say. And Ribosha Lev Sasso heard this, and he came in and he said, I say differently. I say you should scream to the heavens, you should scream in protest to the heavens that something like this should never happen. So Elie Wiesel said, you know, along with the if not thousands of stories about this Rebbe who is the most optimistic loving uh, supportive Rebbe these few um, little incidents shows you know, a, another side of him that was there all the time and I think of Rav Shlomo a lot this is your side of the next Motsin Shabbos and Rav Shlomo Provided simcha for the whole world and a shoulder for everyone to cry on, and, and joy and love and support. but the, the, the better you knew of Shlomo the more you saw how broken it was. And it was quite a hell and an amazing thing that someone who had, who really was so broken inside could provide so much joy for everyone else everyone else but if you didn't really know Him well you would not see it you would not see Him but if you knew how to look really deeply and sometimes we think I wish I could be a Rebbe, right, this is not, not to be a great thing, right, but to be a Rebbe means you have to have the biggest shoulders in the world, you have to have the strongest heart in the world, because when people come to you and pour out their hearts, If you're, not, if you're not crying with them, then and how much can one person hear? So Rabbi Shlomo heard a million heartbreaking stories and yet he was providing joy for the whole world. So this is Rabbi Shlomo's 13th Bar Mitzvah in Heaven. Bar Mitzvah shall candies and, and be grateful that, that we had such a person in, in our generation. Okay, so we're going to end with a, a, a new song. And the words are, Vehavi Enu, Vehsiyam, Yirkal Uriah, comes from Musa for Rosh Horosh and Shvash Bogalim please bring us to Zion, to Zion, your city in joy, and uh, your holy house, the Simchat Olam, and everlasting joy. I'll start with the Megan. No, don't play again. We are
1: being the